I V M. Ayushi, it's time to spit some beats and get our listeners full of eats. <laughs> oh, ear treats, ear treats, listening treats. Welcome to this episode of Vagla Station Adulthood. Ayushi and Ritasha are gonna spit fire, and you're gonna be. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to rhyme anymore. <laughs> I was gonna be like, where you're going with this is, I, I, I'm not sure because a, you'd have to keep the rhyme going. And second, the secondly, I was like, this could be straying into like you know an accent that maybe somebody might find offensive. You don't know these days. It's just a usual rap and that. Okay, you know what? You're right. I don't know why <laughs> rapping. I have to put on an accent. It's difficult. We can yeah. even talk like this, Ayushi. I want you to spit rhymes today. We are only going to talk in rhymes, so that means don't waste my times. Okay. If you want to talk in rhyme, and you don't want me to waste your time, <laughs> times. I think the best thing to do is to stay online and complete this and feel sublime. Wow. Uh, and know, with you- that ends the Shakespeare part of this episode the rhyming couplets come to an end now we will commence the actual episode listeners from all spheres of the world india foreign lands south and north of the hemisphere the equator dear listeners close to our heart we love you so we're so happy to be here today and uh, i love this mood you're in you've come in hot today like you've come in i'm coming in hot, hot. <laughs> yeah you have you can but tell this is i'm epic. not unwell anymore (laughs) you're not unwell um you've recovered you've healed i'm healed so how was your monday i came home midday um after my weekend away and i have just um unpacked eaten a snack taken a nap woken up you're back in the rhyme (laughs) (laughs) and you know just been reading because i'm an avid reader nowadays I'm very I'm, happy that you were able to have such a relaxed Monday. Yeah. On the contrary, what about you, corporate lady? How was your life? You seem upset. I feel like you've made some adult I have today. today. I have, for the first time, let someone go. As in, I, I, I fired someone for the first time in my whole life. I um, love. And I... Oh, 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 it went so badly, first of all. It didn't go well. I think that was the other thing I mean, was that it just didn't go well. Um, and uh, I, I don't want to get more into that because I, it's not fair to the other person. Absolutely. But it's, it's more like on my end, I was nauseous, guilty, anxious, relieved, but also just like sweating, just constantly. Like my palms were sweaty. I could feel my pits just... Arm spaghetti. <laughs> Your knees are wet, spaghetti. Your arms are sweaty. I got it. My knees are not wet, spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) But my stomach was. My stomach was in knots. There's just a lot of spaghetti in there. Spaghetti. Yeah, Yeah, it was very adult. It was uh, a long time coming. But still, it's really hard to do something like that. Because no matter how justified you feel and no matter how right you might think that you are and you have all the proof at your disposal, you're like, well, X, Y, Z. It's still just, you know, a human being to another human being. 
and you're telling them that they're no longer employed and they don't have a source of income and that they have been found wanting. And that's, it's cruel, no? It's a little, it's cruel. I mean, of course, you have a heart and it's the first time you did it. Obviously, it's going to hurt. It's like in Money Heist when, um, when you do your first murder and it's like, if he gets that that Stockholm gets flasher, then she's like, "I killed a man and all." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that easier. If that's any solace, as the years go by and as you become a bigger and bigger boss, Besh, <laughs> this is gonna be part of it. You know, this today with feel, great power. Yeah, today I feel less boss, more just bitch. I'm baby. I'll come and cuddle you very soon. Well, so listeners, you know where we are coming from today. Like the energy is... We're coming in hot and we're coming in a bit sad. Yeah. Yeah. So this episode is called Hot and Hurt. Hot and Hurt. And, but that's not what we're going to discuss. We are actually going to talk about, ironically, silence. Ironically, (laughs) because also hot and hurt could be leading to like the state of our romantic lives also. Oh, (laughs) hurtful Um, but no I think we I liked the idea that you brought up of silence solace and what was the third one stimulation yeah Yeah. so why did you want to talk about this and what has it got to do with your current sphere space of adulthood state of mind well you know Ayushi I'm as a person not always like playing music or I don't like too much sensory overload too many people talking very loudly in a space also Like the other night when we were hanging with our friends, we have a friend, Mehek, shout out to MC man, who's like, y'all need to stop shouting loudly. And I agree with her wholeheartedly. Sometimes even I shout, I agree. But for the most part, it's a huge audio sensory overload. And then my brain shuts down. There were like nine people at dinner. There were, I know. But when we had this convo, there were only five or six present. Right. So as you can tell, today's episode is also about airing our dirty laundry. (laughs) speaking of silences which speak volumes um but you aren't a person who enjoys you've not stimulation essentially even like um so basically i've just come back from a short weekend short weekend getaway with some friends so a few of these people i knew really well a few i knew okay and a few i didn't know at all so it was a very mixed bag mixed bag but lovely lovely people lovely time we had um But what I realized after a point was from the morning. So like you've left Mumbai in the car at whatever, 8, 9 a.m. So for those two, three hours in the car, you're listening to music constantly. Fine. Traveling, transportation, beats. I get it. I also love to listen to music when I'm in the car or going somewhere. Then you reach the destination. And then it's like the party time begins where you're in the pool, where you're having a drink, where you're relaxing. But that internal beat of music hasn't stopped because a big speaker has come out and now that big speaker is occupying the air around me okay so basically this goes on till 9 p.m and uh, not very pumped up music of course in the evening we realize ourselves whoever was DJing that maybe we need some mellow beats Mm. and I found myself so tired by 9 30 p.m I have peaced out from this party being like I'm going to sleep and those moments of silence when I would steal away from the group and just go for a walk or go and grab a cup of tea or whatever, those moments of silence, I felt like, oh, I can breathe again. 
I don't know why this music is beating a hammer inside my subconscious brain. I can feel it like hitting me. Um, it just became a part of me and I didn't like it too much. I realized then, I then asked myself, what is this need to be overstimulated with music? What is this thing with our generation? Why can't we enjoy silence or a comfortable balance between silence and sound? Yeah. On that note, this is a lovely silent pause. Ayushi takes a sip of her tea. Um, look, I mean, silence is not a word that most people associate with me. <laughs> yeah, another thing. If you share a room with Ayushi ever on a trip, don't expect any silence in the morning. But I am a morning person, so I wake up ready to chat. Like, because I've had dreams and I've had She's coming in hot. <laughs> What did you think about last night? Because here's where I was at. And this is everything that my brain has com- like computed over the last like six hours of, us- of being asleep. And I need to get it off my chest. So you can imagine currently what I do is I talk to myself in the morning. Yes. That is the only way to get that energy out of me. Um, and obviously nine out of 10 days I do that because I'm sleeping by myself. But like when we go on a trip or something, when everyone's together, it's so exciting for me because I'm like, hey, there's a real life human <laughs> You might actually get a response, <laughs> but Ritasha doesn't. She's just like actually shuts me up in the morning. Um, but you know, joke or not, I don't think I've ever been so uh bothered by like noise or um constant stimuli like it's fine like I I don't have a problem with it in the sense like I don't think it's as bad as yours where you actually sometimes retract and you kind of physically yeah you have to move yourself out of that space which is fine like that's your thing I've never felt that need uh to do that but COVID has made that part of my um like my new personality, my like, you mm. know, your post-COVID personality, which we all have yes, now. We all have one now. We all have a post-COVID personality. That's like a new theory I'm working on. Last week, it was the marathon sprint decision-making thing. This week is that everyone has a post-COVID personality. So I think because of how many prolonged silences there were, both physically, mentally, professionally, like there, there were in a family way, there were long silences in the last year and a half of our existence. And, you know, when you were privileged and blessed enough to live in a space which actually has that kind of a natural silence, you felt it even more. Like the buzz of the city, the noise of the city, everything completely yeah. turned. Like if someone just turned the volume all the way down, you know? Yeah. So driving was different. Um, mm. Commuting was different. Like speaking with your friends and your family, that was different. So I think now I kind of do see your point sometimes where if it's been a really long day, there are times where now I won't turn on a podcast or a music on my drive home. Sometimes if I've had a very active day at work where there's been a lot of meetings or calls and stuff like that, I actually prefer to drive home in silence, which for me is very unusual because when I drive home, as most of our loyal listeners know, I talk to myself. Like that Mm. is where I work out (laughs) all of my... You know, I I just, I'm therapizing myself in the car. But I find myself enjoying that little, that journey of silence so much more because that has become that little spot of peace in my day. So yeah, I do see your point, but it's very interesting that I have changed a pretty big part of my personality has absorbed this kind of new trait 
And it's only because the world was a little bit quiet for a while. So that just goes to show, I think it's a lot to do with just nurture as opposed to nature. Like it's, it, you kind of just start reflecting your environment eventually. You kind of pick up so much from it. At least for me, I think I really did pick up a lot from um, the silences around me. I think I also became a more patient person after COVID. Yeah. And that was again, yeah. because you were forced to become patient. You were forced yeah. to sl- stop and just breathe and be aware and take time to make a decision and all of that stuff. So I think that whole thing of slowing down mm. ties in with your idea of why do we need so much stimulation, like constantly. But I think because that's a generation. As a generation yeah. yeah, yeah. It's us and Gen Z, we're all f***ed. And I mean, I would go <laughs> yeah. as far as saying that a large cause of mental health issues that I feel our generation and younger generations are facing is because of the overload of sensory stimuli. And yeah, you're constantly bombarded on what now to fall back into that thing. But even not using my phone, for example, since yesterday in the afternoon, I decided to not use my phone too much. And I have changed as a person in these 12 hours, if I can say of not touching my phone, looking at my phone. Today I was sitting in the bathtub and only in the bathtub can one be truly relaxed, right? Somehow. <laughs> While you're um, sitting there marinating. In your juices, in your filth, in your thoughts, in your traumas. And I realized that um, I'm not ever in the present moment. I sit and scroll on my phone most mm. of the time. My screen time went down by 10% this week. But what does that even mean when it's still at six hours a day? What am I doing with my life? I'm kind of occupying it with all of these little activities. And this isn't you who has a real like corporate, like a daily job. You go to office, you have office related communication on your devices. I get it. You have a lot to keep up with. I don't have as much. Yeah. But I would like to share some responsibility in this is that Mm. I think I would be so much more focused with um, my job if I wasn't distracted with what else is on my phone. Like, I think I'm going to be rather brutally honest with myself is I think I allow myself so much phone time because I tell myself that a lot of my work is on there. But am I only doing work on there 100% of the time? Absolutely not. It is true that my work happens a lot on WhatsApp because it's very operational. So updates come real time. That is true. But there are other chats. It's not like I'm muting my chats or archiving my chats during the day. Yeah. Um, It's not like I have put a time limit on Instagram. It's not like I don't open Twitter. So... Without realizing it, we are overstimulating our brains with these... Brains anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Low value activities, one can say. In addition to... Yeah, it is. And I think this idea of turning it off, like making that switch of deciding that you can't... Like, you know, my problem actually with those apps that shut down your other apps for X amount of time was that I felt weak. I was like, Mm. wow, do I not have that much self-control that I in fact need yet another application to control my addiction to the first round of apps? I at first, when it came out, I put a timer on Instagram for two hours. Because I thought two hours is a Even reasonable two hours amount sounds of time. Like it, two hours sounds like a lot of time it's, to be on Instagram. 
a lot of time. It's 120 minutes, for God's sake. But Do I that- need it? No. No. Am I really working? Let me look at myself and the camera in the eye and say, no. Okay, no, I am scrolling in the deep. Man, I'm f***ing scrolling in the deep. And it's not okay. I waste my time with stupid people, stupid content and stupid faces and stupid (laughs) butt pics. My brain lacks you know what? I have cracked it, Ayushi. I know where I'm at. I'm lacking mental nutrition, which I think a lot of our generation and Gen Z is also lacking. Real good mental fodder. Yeah. Because you don't actually want to think too deeply on anything anymore. Because the next piece of news, information, post, story, excitement, entertainment is already served up to you. Like and the, I don't remember anything, huh? by the way. I've not actually learned anything. Well, what do you mean you haven't learned anything? From all the stuff that's being served to me on the go constantly, I'm not registering, I'm not <laughs> retaining, I'm not always learning. I'm just... Scrolling. And it is doom scrolling, right? Because you are just slowly, with each swipe of the thumb, you're closer to your doom. You're closer to the gloom. because, And I feel it more than ever now because the last week where I've been in bed most of the time, I've yeah. spent a lot of time doom scrolling. You know, my brain today is not computing at the same level as it normally does. Not that That's to say fine. that it's better then or not now. It's just I'm really, I, I have been affected by what I just did. And I did it just I as I left. I, you had to wait till the end of the day. So that conversation ran long. It's why I was late coming in. For recording and everything so excuse me if I'm not very articulate but I think in terms of like the topic of say silence solace solace and stimulation yeah. I still don't believe though like fundamentally I don't believe that the opposite of this stimulation is silence though like no, no, I, absolutely I don't think not. that this there I reject the idea of the binary being like oh, it's black and white only and that you mm. have to give it up completely or you have to only become like an absolute degenerate. Yeah. It's not one or the other. I think our problem is that we have, we do not absorb any solace from balance. Yeah. And that's yeah. the way that I would tie the three together is that that's so true. our pursuit of solace and comfort and just that feeling of warmth and love that we want to have for ourselves we don't think that that's enough, actually. And within balance, though, we can't seem to find it. We seem to think it exists in the extremes. Exactly. Like, I'm really drinking and having a rage of our time today. Oh, I f- I've worked so hard. I'm going to go on this trip and just blow up. No, no. And we have no idea anymore of what <laughs> balance is. We aren't able to find middle ground anywhere. But I also think that is, and I want to connect it to something even bigger, is that opinions now are polarized. You're not allowed to have a middle ground opinion anymore about anything. Like I'm saying about political issues, about gender issues, about professional, about I'm really just saying out there on the Internet now, you have to have you have to be one end of something or the other. Right. Because being middle or being neutral is being seen as complicit with either side, whatever that is. It's like, oh, if you if you're neutral, you're complicit. Yeah. And look, there are some things upon which neutrality is being complicit. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying this is a statement. Don't read too much into it. Is that I think this is another reason why we're not able to move towards balance is because 
we've now been conditioned into believing that a middle ground of a little bit of this and a little bit of this is unacceptable, that you have to take a stand against one thing or the other. You have to have a very definitive position about how and what your opinions are. And so the minute you start doing that in one aspect of your life, all your other activities start becoming the same way. You also start looking at your relationships that way. And this idea, again, Tash, of this, and I'm rambling here, but hear me out, of solace, silence, stimulation, all of this is also just making me feel like it is our inability to accept that life is gray that is stopping us from being okay in this way. Like we have to consume everything like immediately like this, like this in guilt or in like a flurry of activity. Or then we're like, no, 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 I shouldn't do it at all. I shouldn't do it at all. What's wrong with me? I shouldn't look at my phone. I shouldn't touch my phone right now at all. You know, there doesn't seem to be any ability, cognitive ability anymore to be like, hey, I can do both things. I can also have the self-awareness to put it down. I can also follow the Kardashians and it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I think that's what is happening more with time and age as we are growing up. Yeah. (laughs) Closer to 30 and things are making a little more sense, I guess, than Mm. they were before. Yeah, I think this is like this idea that I just like this genuinely, I'm saying this as I'm thinking out loud. I think it's because we're unable as a generation to find middle ground. Like we're not able to be neutral on anything because you're not allowed Mm. to. And that's causing us a lot more damage than just a political opinion. I feel you. You know? I feel you. Um, Why don't we slip into a break for now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Listeners, we'll see you on the other side. (sighs) Are we back? Are we back? Yes, of course we are. Welcome listeners. Welcome Ayushi. It's Agla Station on Adulthood. Silence, solace, stimulation, hotties and hurtfulness. (laughs) Um... Balance, yeah, balance amongst other things amongst other things this topic has it's escaped us but that's okay it happens very regularly what i wanted to actually ask you was in terms of silence specifically in the last year you've actually chosen to get away from the city and i'm now talking a very physical silence okay like the city is annoyingly exhaustingly loud right everything about your life in the city is loud you chose for a long time you were in himachal for a couple of weeks couple months maybe like you were there for a while two months you even moved out of your parents house and you moved back to the mud island house because again you wanted silence you wanted to be away from the city you didn't like you it, it was too much it was too overwhelming so you routinely make decisions with your physical being to take yourself out of a noisy place literally for lack of a better way of saying it you take yourself out of that is that the way you cope and find the balance by just doing the extremes? Um, I That's the thing. No, I think so. That's the only way I've been able to cope thus far. Right. But uh, what often happens is that you realize that the noise is also within you. While there is noise, of course, outside, the city is noisy. Yeah. We all know that. But the internal chatter, to really be able to actually tune that out... Because I will be at peace alone in my home over there on the island or I will be in the hills and I will spend my time in nature. Of course I will. But then I'll also spend my time doing nothing or doom scrolling as we discussed. And that sense of dread always kind of like sets in. And I want to say that this is not a coping mechanism. I want to say this is me actively trying over and over again to somewhere get into a more disciplined lifestyle. 
by making these choices. I am the person who doesn't want to stay beyond 10 p.m. at somebody else's house or at a party. And I need to start being okay with being that person in public. And I have to start saying okay, no what's to it? friends. I'm gonna, oh, come on. You want to fight? Let's fight. This is not a fight. Why this is a fight. Like because this? no, because that's you're making it seem as if you aren't this person already. Be confident about it. You are. You routinely Hardly. tell us that I'm leaving. I routinely get bullied into staying also. So I really need to find a balance for myself in that, for example. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I get swayed by my friends a lot also. It's because we're such good friends. We really, I mean, that's the thing. That's the problem, I guess, because we're such good friends. But I need to basically create a mental space for myself. Right. Where the foundation is strong enough to create a more like enriching and fulfilling kind of inner mental life for myself also. Which right now, and it's not because of my friends or family, but also because of the nature of the work I do and the time I spend on social media. And I think that has somewhere, for lack of a better word, left me feeling dumb and not fulfilled and not enriched. Okay. Um, No, fair enough. I think what's interesting is you talked about external and internal silence mm. because you're so right. And this links up to the episode that we had last week where where you were telling me to get out of my head. And I was like, I wish because the voice in my head won't stop talking. Is that so even at your most silent environment externally, if you can't quiet the voice inside your head, again, you are not it's at worth, peace. Yeah, yeah, you are not absolutely. balanced. You might as well put the radio on. You might as well put the podcast on because at least that that will make you numb what the inside voice is saying. But at the end of the day, you are not quiet. You are not in control yeah. of your silences, your volume, your thoughts. You're just not in control. So I think the kind of adulthood, adult thing here is more about it doesn't really matter where you are physically. Mm. It's kind of like what's going on inside your noggin. See, now that's the thing. Now, by it's always like what's within, what's within. And like the my dad was telling me about true meditative states. People who truly are meditative can meditate in the middle of all the noise in the world. Like all the real sadhus and all these yeah, enlightened yeah, yeah. beings. But for us, uh, he said, seekers are always disturbed by noise. And um, I'm like, yeah, so I'm seeking silence. Is that a bad thing? But I guess eventually the idea would be to never be bothered by the outside world. Because you're... I think that's probably not in my... It's That's not something that's in my near to even distant future. I mean, realistically, neither. But... Uh, and that's not even, I mean, I, I'll admit, that's not even something as an activity that I've been pursuing. Meditation. No, I, I meditate at night. Yeah. But I'm not, I haven't gotten much better at it. I still do, a, I do guided meditations because I'm looking for silence in the fact that if she's speaking or he is speaking, then I can my switch off my voice. My thoughts will switch off, yeah. And my thoughts will switch off. Some days it works, some days it doesn't. Some days like I can't, you know, your your thoughts have just gone off in another direction that it's like 17 minutes in and the meditation is winding down. And I was like, wait, I was supposed to be meditating. How do you bring yourself back? How do you deal with this when your brain is just like out of your own control? Sometimes I write. I have to get up and just write it all out. Like, Or I'll take my phone and write a note. 
to myself. Sometimes it's garbage. It's it's honestly garbage because the voice inside, she has no filter. Hmm. She's not socialized. Like she was raised by wolves. She has no un- understanding of what is a right thought or a wrong thought or a gross thought or like that's a sick ass thought like or a very good thought. She has no, it's just everything. So sometimes I find myself writing something down. I'm like, this is a bad thought. This is a fundamentally a bad thought that has crossed your mind. You're a bad person for allowing this thought to cross your mind. But the way that you work on it is just that I have to get it out. Otherwise, there will not be silence inside. So whether that's saying it out loud, talking to myself, writing it down, journaling it, I have to get it out. And then I have to start the meditation again. And I will try my best to get there. But I am very touched or affected by your this idea of an internal silence because I think that's my real problem is not again because I've never been bothered so much by noise like it's okay I can function it with or without it it's okay I think my problem is more the voice inside your head honestly I also had this similar thing of like the voice and I don't know if I spoke about this already when we uh, chatted or on the episode itself but when I was sick recently mm. and um, just not feeling 100% going through a lot of stuff, my brain was working over time, especially yeah. the week that led up to then like it getting really bad and then going to hospital that one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would find it hard to sleep at night because my brain was working over time. And as soon as, means as soon as your eyes have barely opened and your brain has over flooded with thoughts with anxious thoughts good thoughts bad thoughts mainly bad thoughts and on those three four days those three four mornings were horrendous yeah my eyes have barely opened and you know me I take time to buffer when I wake up in the mornings I'm the sort of person who wouldn't really want to think too much or have any stress when I wake up my eyes have barely opened, Ayushi. And the, the thoughts are spinning. Like you are in bed and you're staying still being like, I am in bed. I am safe. I am healthy. I am okay. But then in those no. moments, I was like, I wish I could just go back to sleep right now and sleep through all of this so that I don't have to think. I think that's fundamentally the reason why we keep reaching out for vices, right? Because so sleep maybe protects you a little bit from yourself because you're not awake. Literally, mm-hmm. I know that, that sounds Literally, like a very stupid thing to say, but it's sleep is protecting you because you're not awake. You can escape it for a little bit. Yeah. But the minute we get up, there are so many options for us to dull that noise in our head because you don't want to listen to what she or he is saying that you keep reaching out for these temporary vices and, then, and, and you're looking for stimulation constantly because... Maybe you try to start thinking that I can control this stimulation. I can control the amount that I'm letting in or what I'm looking at. I can make myself only look at something that makes me happy. I can make Mm -hmm. myself that only makes me look at something that engages me or challenges me or makes me laugh. Whereas with the thoughts and the voices, you don't know where they're going to go. Like they're all over the place. That's so true. Because then I would start scrolling through motivational messages or affirmations or something to keep me. Right. Exactly. Whether it's memes, whether it's nature, documentary, a TV show, Netflix, whatever it is. Whatever. You decide, we get to choose that stimulus, right? Yeah. 
So I think that's a huge reason is that we're not able to, and I think we're saying the same thing again and again, but I think it's us, you and I just realizing this real time right now is that the silence that you're searching for is really just silence inside. Just be quiet for 10 minutes and stop thinking. Um, meditation definitely helps. I think it, it does help and it does guide you to a place where you try to find some modicum of peace or yeah. at least the voice gets a little softer and then slows down a bit. And then maybe, maybe you start moving towards, I can just breathe. I'm just breathing, I'm yeah. just breathing. But meditation is hard work. Yeah. And some days you don't want to do the work. So you look at Instagram. Yeah. I think that's what it just comes down to. Generationally, we're f- though like that we know there's yeah. a, there's n number of articles out there telling us what is wrong we are with- chasing dopamine we are burnt out with hustle culture we are too busy and this busy culture also of just too many problems listen listeners we are in bahari shit even though it seems like everything is okay in fact the real battle now we've arrived at which is the internal battle yeah, yeah. How are you all going to deal with it? I don't know. We have uh, like 10 episodes left of this season to deal with it. Bef- yes. Okay. I like it. We have 10 episodes to get quiet, which is truly the biggest challenge. I swear if you put this snippet as a promotional thing, Jay, of me saying I have 10 episodes to learn how to be quiet. And we put this on the internet. My friends are going to be like, <laughs> you, quiet. Quiet. Ah. Never. Never. It will not yeah. happen. But yeah, I think I have to be quiet inside my head. So there's also a thing called digital dementia, by the way. It's a deterioration it. of cognitive ability, which comes from overuse of digital stimuli. We're all, we're all going to have it. Eventually, yeah. I mean, because there is going to be a cognitive cost to pay of this overstimulation that we're having. And I think we should bring about a an expert on the matter. You know, it is though. I don't know whether everyone saw that that social network and not social. What was it called? The the, the social dilemma. The social mm. dilemma, not social network. That's a Facebook movie. Yeah. Um, social dilemma and all this stuff. Like we we know from a lot of again content that the way we consume content is bad. But recently, a friend of ours, Raul, wrote a really good article on the metaverse. And it's on Tiger Feathers and you guys should check it out. Okay. Um, Raul Sang, he wrote it on the metaverse. And one of the lines was kind of like, to the effect of when we decided to interact and engage with things like Facebook and, and Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter and all these things and email and all of that, there was a tacit agreement hmm. that we're giving up a level of, we're giving something up. Unfortunately, we thought that you know, we are so focused on the fact that privacy is what we think we've given up. Data is what we think we've given up. That Yes, and that's all true. We have. But I think the bigger problem is the fact that we've given up a little bit of our soul, our peace, and our brain space. And we're just like, okay, I will now always be about 20% dumber because I spend time engaging with this shit as opposed to stuff that actually nourishes my brain. Ayushi, it is the brain of not being able to switch off. I don't think our generation or the generation below us is ever going to know truly what it means to switch off. Till we're dead. I'll switch off when I'm dead, you know? I think that's the sad, uh, the 
I think Burp's the only Burp. time recently. Oh, the burp came. Aha. Uh-huh. I was waiting she for it. She wanted to burp since the break, by the way, guys. <laughs> yeah, She's so like, sorry. I need to burp, but it's not coming. Okay, we'll start again. <laughs> I knew it will come on the show. I'm so sorry. Um, I think the last time I actually switched off was when I was on the flight to my holiday and back because I had to switch off my phone. Hmm. And I was left to either watch TV I was like, okay, I'll watch one movie. But then after that, I couldn't watch anymore because the distance to the screen to my eyes is like, I don't like it. And then I was just sitting there being like, okay, I could read. I could write. I could just sleep. Sit. And I slept. And I feel like I also slept so well because I knew that I wasn't going to get a notification when I woke up. I wasn't reaching for my phone when I woke up being like, oh, there's something. Something's coming to me. Something's going to appear in the phone or like or on an app I can't open it there's nothing there like my phone is dead there's nothing in it yeah but I think that's the last time so when you say yeah. we're not able to switch off literally unless we on have a flight, flight the, maybe. Devi- literally. The, the device off and like I noticed this on the plane that day also short flight but I'm like what's there to keep looking in the phone there's no network I've turned it off but you're still now looking on the plane at it. also I'm going to listen to music Means I'm in the middle of the clouds right now. Yeah. Why can I not just sit and be and look? Because then I look around, everyone's either on their laptop, on their phone, or very few people are reading. Some people are reading. But literally, I'm like, why can't, what is wrong with just sitting? This fear of sitting with our thoughts. We are terrified as a generation to be alone with our thoughts. And I am sick of it. It's something that needs to be worked on for sure. Because till I confront those thoughts and that, till I work through the space of actually sitting with myself, how am I supposed to evolve and grow into the next version of myself? A generation ago, 28-year-olds probably didn't have this problem of being overstimulated by technology and the world and life. No, of course not. Of course not. So they've gone through the normal rites of passage of adulthood without uh, all this stuff also in the way, with different challenges, of course. And I'm quite, yeah, of course, but I'm quite nervous as to how this is going to work when you have more responsibilities than you do now like I'm quite terrified because I don't know how like the idea of being in a partnership or having children or (laughs) getting more involved at work Mm -hmm. I'm just so scared I'm like what am I going to do like imagine if I have a kid I I spend so much time on Instagram what am I like hold the kid and I could literally drop the kid and I would be scrolling I feel like that isn't I could that terrifying. My child. It is terrifying. Isn't that terrifying? It is. And I am so worried that I was like, something has to be done now. Like this getting to 30, I think I have to start emulating my parents more in terms of being able to put your phone on the cabinet when you walk in and just leaving your phone there for a while. I roam around the house with my phone either in my pocket or with me. And that this is also new in the last five, seven years. Ayushi, before that, when we had phones, it wasn't like that. The culture of the phone Absolutely being an extension not. of your limb wasn't that. No, 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 oh, no. Man. So how are you supposed to be silent? How are you supposed to find solace if all you're doing is being stimulated? So I don't know. And I, I really do request people who are listening to this episode to reach out and let us know how you find silence or how you perceive it or where you seek it, you know, because I'm struggling with it. And I feel like I do apologize to our listeners in general. I feel for the last couple of episodes, we have just been struggling. 
Yeah, I'm sorry about that too. And, and I'm not uh, sorry in terms of like that I'm, I I feel bad about it. I'm sorry that like I feel like I'm some sort of existential crisis is happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and y'all are just part of it instead of us like curating proper topics, experiences, guests. It's become more about me and Ayushi working through what we are going through. And that's what and, I'm apologetic about. Like yeah, I I yeah. do apologize for that. And but don't worry, our next we're going to make sure that we end the season with a lot of fun with a lot of good guests and of course honest conversation i think that's the key and maybe the usp of the show but i don't know tash we got to pull our socks up a little bit yeah sure we got to adult a bit better okay then ma'am noted noted no, because i'm turning 30 i'm turning 30 in march that's you know i just hope that all our listeners send me a gift that <laughs> <laughs> we just end it at that being like please That'll I be mean, so cute. I think we should do a meet and greet for your thirtieth birthday. Oh, that for- could be fun. Yeah, is that something yeah. that we can do, like a Bombay so. people meet so. and greet? Yes, yes, yes. Oh my god, that would be so good. I think we should do that. But anyway, to listeners, yeah, end this episode. I- yeah. So honestly, listeners, today we have spoken about all of these things, and um, we don't have the answers as usual. We want you to engage with us. and see where we can all go towards a better place where we can all live more fulfilling adult lives richer inner lives um inner lives like a richer inner lives inner life. absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cuz uh, success ambition fame glory all of these things are in one place but your inner world and your inner evolution and the inner strength which we're going to build of character that's going to carry us through the next 30 40 50 60 years of this life yes That's far more important than investment. If you have tips, tricks, and I don't thoughts. think it's too late to take cognizance Babe, it's of the time. that and no, like no, to take stock it, of yeah. being like, okay, X amount of time has been quote unquote wasted. Elapsed. We can, yes. uh, yeah, we can, we can do a reset. We can start yeah. again. We can try. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sorry if this episode was not as upbeat, but you know the topic I think pretty much said that it's not going to be. <laughs> Om Shanti listeners thank you peace Namaste. be upon you thank you for Namaste. your time and uh, you can find me obviously uh, at just ayushi on twitter and at ayushi a9 on instagram you can find ritasha on instagram it's not important you find yourself okay in oh, your yeah. heart that's so true we shouldn't be plugging socials on this episode But yeah, you yeah. know where to find us. But reach out, talk to us, talk to us. Yes. Forget Thank all the you. forget social media. Please write to us. Write yes. all your thoughts to aglastationadulthood@gmail.com, and we'd love to chat with you. Thank you so much, listeners. Have, Have a, a lovely, lovely Thursday, day. Friday, or any day. Toodles. Toodles.